0: Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we are going to be in the days of Noah by Martin Hahn, and we're covering episode 11, the sins of Sodom. Let's get to it. When Jesus spoke to his disciples on the Mount of Olives about the signs of his coming again, he called special attention to two definite periods of history. These two periods are the days of Noah and the days of Lot. The days of Noah are comprehended in just three chapters of the Bible, Genesis 4, 5, and 6. The days of Lot occupy at the most two chapters, Genesis 18 and 19. Jesus says to his disciples, If you want to know the signs which will herald my return, study the account of the days before the flood, related in only three chapters. In the days before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, related in two chapters. Just study five chapters of the Bible, and in these you will find much of the answer to your question, When shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And at the end of the age, Matthew 24, 3. We therefore repeat the answer of Jesus in Matthew 24, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Matthew 24, 37-39 In the Gospel through Luke, our Lord links up the days of Noah with the days of Lot, and we read in Luke 17, 26-30 And as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when Son of Man is revealed, Luke 1726 30 You will notice the close similarity between the days of Noah and the days of Lot, a similarity so striking that it demands careful study. Jesus, in giving to his disciples the signs of the times, refers to two periods in history and only two, the days of Noah and the days of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Study carefully the conditions which preceded these two events. Jesus seems to say, And when these conditions are repeated in the world, then know that my return is near, even at your very doors. And so we repeat, There is no excuse for ignorance concerning the signs of Christ's second coming. With an open Bible before us, we can read the entire five chapters to which Jesus refers as the days of Noah and the days of Lot in 30 minutes. The days of Noah and Lot had much in common. They were days of great abundance. Jesus says they were eating and drinking. The implication is that eating and drinking were matters of chief concern. People did not eat and drink to stay alive, but they lived for eating and drinking. They were interested only in physical, material things, but had no appetite for spiritual matters and gave no heed to the preaching of Noah. What Jesus evidently meant by eating and drinking was the abuse of food and drink. It implies gluttony and drunkenness. If ever there was a time which is a repetition of those days, it is this present age. For more than any time since the days of Noah and Lot, these are the days of gluttony and drunkenness. Today, again, the average man of the world lives for appetite. The bars, taverns, nightclubs, and eating places are crowded while many churches are closing their doors. The consumption of intoxicating liquors in America has reached an all-time high. Social drinking has become almost universal while alcoholism is increasing at an unprecedented rate. The next thing Jesus mentions about the days of Noah and Lot was they married and were given in marriage. Now, of course, there is nothing wrong or unusual in marriage, and Jesus certainly was not referring to the moral and legal aspects of marriage. When we turn to the record, however, we soon discover to what Jesus was referring. It was the perversion of this otherwise normal relationship. The days of Noah and Lot were days of sex abuse. There is nothing sinful or immoral in sex. When God created man, we read, male and female created he them. Sex is neither moral nor immoral. It is amoral. The morality or immorality of sex is determined by its use or abuse it was the abuse of sex to which jesus evidently referred in the days of noah and lot in a later chapter we shall discuss this subject as being the occasion for the coming of the flood when the daughters of men were wedded to the sons of god with the resulting offspring of giants physical monstrosities this we want to deal with in a greater detail in a coming chapter There is, however, another reference to the immorality of the days before the flood. The great-great-great-grandson of Canaan, the last generation before the flood, was Lamech. Of this Lamech we read in Genesis 4.19, And Lamech took unto him two wives. This is the first mention of polygamy in the Bible and may be placed in the very generation when the flood came upon the world. Now remember, once again, Jesus' words, as it was in the days of Noah. We need to do little more than mention the amazing parallel in these modern days. In one generation, we have seen the sacred institution of the family deteriorate more than in all the centuries of history. The sanctity of marriage is largely forgotten. And as a result, juvenile delinquency has become our number one problem. Immorality is winked at, and the divorce rate has doubled, tripled and quadrupled in a generation. During the first 60 years of this century, the divorce rate has risen from 1 in 50 to 1 in 3, an increase of 1,400%, and most of this is in the last 20 years. And what was true in the days of Noah was equally true in the days of Lot. It was according to Genesis 19, an age of the grossest and most disgusting immorality. We have the sordid record in Genesis 19, two men, angels, came to visit Lot and warn him of the coming destruction of the city and to assist him in fleeing before the fire fell. Lot entertained the two visitors, fed and lodged them that night. But then we read this record of base bestiality. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they all called unto Lot and said unto him, where are the men which came into thee this night bring them out unto us that we may know them Genesis 19:4 and 5 This is the first mention of the sin of sodomy just as Lamech and his two wives was the first mention of polygamy just before the flood This mention of sodomy was similarly given just before the doom of Sodom It was not an isolated occurrence but was the general practice What a shocking record to read here that not only the men of Sodom were guilty of this vile practice, but even the boys were among them, old and young. This sin of general immorality was the occasion for God's judgment upon the city. The causes for the destruction were many. The occasion seemed to have been this final act, the last straw, just as the illicit cohabitation of the sons of God and the daughters of men was the last straw in the days before the flood. We remind you again of the words of Jesus. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Luke 17:28 and 30. We cannot escape the impact of these words when we look about us. Read the papers, listen to the reports on the radio, read the crime reports, consult the records of the FBI, and we cannot miss the sign of our Lord's soon return. For as it was, so shall it be. These things indeed would be disturbing and discouraging if it were not for the fact that the Bible has foretold all these things and reminded us that they are signs of a better day when Christ will put an end to man's wickedness and godlessness. One of these days, Jesus will come to call out his church before judgment falls. And right here, it is important that we remember that the flood did not come until Noah was safe in the ark and Lot was safely out of Sodom. Noah must first be made secure from the judgment and Lot must be out of the doomed city first. What a difference between these two men, Noah and Lot. Both were believers, but there all similarity seems to end. Noah is a type of the spiritual believer while Lot represents the carnal believer. Noah was ready to go into the ark and went voluntarily while Lot was unprepared and had to be dragged out of the city. One would never suspect that Lot was a believer at all. If it were not for the testimony of Peter, who tells us in 2 Peter 2, 7, that God delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds, 2 Peter 2, 7 and 8. As it was then, so shall it be when Jesus comes. Before the judgment of God in the tribulation comes, of which both the flood and the destruction of Sodom are types, he will call out his own to a place of safety from the tribulation. Both the spiritual and the carnal are taken out. However, the escape of Lot and the safe provision for Noah are quite different. Noah was able to take his whole family along. What a testimony it was to the effectiveness of his life and example. But with Lot, how different. He himself was saved so as by fire, while his wife and sons-in-law perished in the judgment. His two daughters had to be literally snatched out of the flames. Then consider that Lot went out in shame and disgrace, but he was saved and caught away before the judgment fell. So too, when Jesus comes before the day of the Lord, all believers will be raptured and caught away. There is no partial rapture where the spiritual Noahs are translated and the carnal Lots are left to go through the tribulation. Neither is there a mid-tribulation rapture. Noah did not go through part of the flood, nor did Lot get scorched in part of Sodom's conflagration. Both were saved from all the catastrophe. The rest is a different story, for after the translation comes the judgment seat of Christ. Here the way separates for the spiritual and the carnal believer. The one will receive rewards, the other will suffer loss. Noah was safe in the shelter of the ark. Lot fled to dwell in a cave, stripped of everything but his life, with the smell of brimstone in his clothing. So, too, there will be two classes of Christians at the rapture to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Paul says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if a man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble... Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. 1 Corinthians three, eleven 11-15 There will be those who... Upon passing through the fire of the judgment seat of Christ, will see everything go up in smoke and be saved only by the skin of their teeth. Paul says in 2 Corinthians five ten and 11, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. 2 Corinthians 5, 10, and 11. Do you belong to the family of Noah or the family of Lot? At the coming of Christ, there will be two classes of believers. There will be those who will have an abundant entrance, 2 Peter 1, 11, and others who will get in by a squeak. Or listen to John, and now little children abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming, 1 John 2.28. And again, John says, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward, 2 John 8. To which class do you belong? Will you have an abundant entrance? Will you be ashamed at his coming? Will you receive a reward? Or will you be saved so as by fire? One of these days he who promised to return will come and then shall come the day of reckoning how important are the words of jesus be therefore ready also for the son of man cometh at an hour when you think not luke 12:40 well guys i hope that this uh, has shed a little more light on what is coming our way and i tell you as i read it i am still In awe that this was written in 1963. Guys, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I hope that one day it happens that you just surrender to Christ so that you don't go through the wrath of God. If you do know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you are praying for your neighbors and that you are sharing the gospel and giving every person you meet an opportunity to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Well, guys, I hope this has helped. If it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next week, God bless.